Hello, and welcome to the Present Fathers Podcast, the podcast that explores climbing the mountain of fatherhood together. My name is George, and I am joined by Dustin, Justin, and Brandon, and together we make the Present Fathers Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to be discussing this podcast. Um, this is our first ever episode, and we wanted to make this first one focused around who we are so you get to know us a little bit, um, talk about the podcast and what our goal is and, and what we hope to accomplish with this, and uh, kind of just overall be a good foundational start to what we uh, are setting out to do. Um, with that said, it was also just Father's Day, so we figured a, you know, what better time to start a podcast about fatherhood and kind of helping each other be better uh, for our kids, for our spouses, and uh, just to be better men in general uh, than right after Father's Day. So uh, that's kind of the, the intro that we'd like to start with this first one. Um, and with that, we're going to go around the horn and kind of talk about who each of us is. And we'll just have a discussion based on, uh, you know, kind of what we're hoping to accomplish here. So with that, we'll kick it over to Dustin. So Dustin, please introduce yourself a little bit about who you are, your background, um, you know, what you're looking forward to in this podcast and, you know, kind of what you aim to achieve with it. So Dustin, over to you. Absolutely. You got it. Um, and George, thanks for uh, hosting this. Um, this is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so my name's Dustin. Um, I live uh, down in Florida. And uh, my, uh, my son, uh, Lucas, is two and a half years old. Um, so uh, having him has been just the greatest joy in my life. And it's been uh, just an absolute blast. So, you know, being the best father possible, um, looking at the challenges, um, you know, as well as the joys of you guys is something I'm really excited about doing. Um, I'm an only child, uh, didn't have any siblings, um, and I wasn't around kids a whole lot when I was a kid. Um, so uh, being a dad has been really new for me. I hadn't changed a diaper, you know, until it was my own son, and I changed his, and he peed on me so many times, uh, <laughs> just blasted me, and that, you know, that was a really interesting learning process, you know, going through all that stuff. Um, uh, I do anesthesia, um, so I've put a lot of kids to sleep. Um, so if your kids have ever needed ear tubes or you know, anything like that. Um, yep. Go to sleep, little guy. We got, yeah. <laughs> so, you go a lot of like awesome. <laughs> Exactly. Good night. Um, but uh, obviously it's a little different when they're awake <laughs> than it is when they're asleep. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, just super excited, um, you know, to explore being a dad with you guys, being the best dad that we can. Um, you know, I think a lot of men uh, really don't take the time to talk to other men, um, you know, about being a dad. I, I think uh, women do a better job than we do, you know, quite frankly, of uh, um, talking about parenting and, um, you know, supporting each other. Um, and so this is just a huge opportunity for me to help you guys, but, um, you know, to also uh, ask for your assistance and, um, you know, just really be the best dad that I can. So thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, Dustin, we're very glad that, uh, one, you're part of our group, and, and two, that we have known you for, for quite a while in each of our lives, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to go down this journey with you. Uh, Brandon, I guess, we'll, we'll just go in, in yeah, counterclockwise yeah, yeah. order here on my screen. So, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, just like Dustin. Sure, sure. Uh, thank you, George. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Brandon, and as you can see, this guy over here on my left-hand side, in top left, is my twin brother. We are identical twin brothers. Um, we're a family of four boys, uh, so we grew up in a very hectic household. Um, as far as my kids, I have two children. Uh, my son, Benjamin, is seven. My daughter, Bela, is three. Um, they're kind of night and day personality-wise, but I love each each of them in their individuality. Uh, as far as my work, I'm an information systems guy. 
who's recently transitioned into the the finance field, uh, doing research analyst um, based stuff. And so I'm very analytical. Um, I like to you know structure things, and um, I love to master different things. I'm a big do it yourselfer, and love to do everything myself, whether it's cars, uh, house stuff, you know, plumbing, electrician stuff. So kind of a jack of all trades, but uh, I hope to, you know, hopefully be able to inject some, some fun things, some knowledge and, you know, help other dads out if they're looking to, to start other things. And so uh, as far as what I want to do on the podcast, I just want to let dads know that, uh, you know, they're not alone when they go through tough times and um, we all go through it. We all have a burden of responsibility and leadership as the head of our households. And, um, you know, I hope that we can encourage and grow one another um, as iron sharpens iron. And so that's that's what I look forward to. So. Awesome, Brandon. All right. Now to your twin, Justin. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I had my wife in the background uh, trying to talk to me. So. I know. It's all good, man. Anyways, this, uh, you know, what's, what's more said, real Justin. than what's more real than, um, you know, parents as, having interruptions, yeah, you know, <laughs> marriage, man. So. The uh, it gives on keeps on giving. Um. So, anyways, uh, all joking aside, I'm Justin, and <laughs> Justin's gonna get me laughing if it stop. Um, I am in Louisiana. I'm the newest father, and I'm actually the link that brought all of this group together. Uh, George, I've known for probably 17, 18 years now. Um, Brandon, you know, most of my life. Uh, Dustin, I've known, I'd say probably almost a decade, right? Yeah. So, um, we just kind of really started thinking about this and it was kind of a, a brainchild project and, and I guess we just kind of took the dive and said, you know, we all had the same ideas and, and thoughts and processes that we really wanted to get into this. And I think what I personally want to get into is, you know, the hard conversations, the things that nobody talks about, the stigmas, the demons that fathers have to face every day and not only their marriage and, and, you know, relationships with other people and work and everything, but also with, you know, their children and, and what they have to learn and try to teach their children so that they're not you know going through the mistakes that they made. That being said, um, I've been in the medical industry for about five years now, um, doing medical vice sales and on and off in the car industry as well. Uh, so a little bit of both worlds, but primarily sales. So that being said, my my background's kind of a kinesiology, sports medicine style thing. So um, kind of similar to uh, Dustin over there. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's about what I've got. <laughs> Not so similar in gun size, though. I, I doubt. I don't, and none of us can live up to the the man, the nah. myth, the legend that is Quadzilla. So Quadzilla, man. Yep. Put the cookie down. The Put that cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, appreciate you being here, brother. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'm next, last but not least. Uh, I am the shortest of the bunch by a pretty large margin, actually. Um, my name is George. I live in Tennessee. I am not a native to Tennessee. Uh, you know, my profession brought me out here years ago. I uh, grew up on the West Coast, so very different upbringing probably than the rest of the gentlemen here on the call. But um, I have one brother and one sister who are both younger uh, grew up in a you know pretty full household. Our grandparents lived with us for most of my life too, so there's a lot of people under one roof. Um, I was always super active, all that kind of stuff. So pretty crazy childhood. Just you know, we were always bouncing all over, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, multiple sports and activities and things like that. But uh, as a professional in my career, I started out in the military and active duty. 
uh, hence being in Tennessee. Um, and after about five years, I got out and uh, you know embarked in the civilian world where I jumped into uh, IT services, um, which is uh, it's a very good career path. Uh, not the most exciting in terms of if I tried to talk you talk to you about it, but uh, we'll just leave it at that for now. But I do sales within that industry uh, and travel a lot with that. So um, I have in the past, let's see, 2019, I joined the National Guard to kind of pretend to be in the Army still a little bit. But um, yeah, that that's kind of my professional life. I have uh, one daughter, and she is on her way to seven years old, and I've been married for eight and a half years now to my wife. Um yeah, that's my that's my parenting and husbandry uh, credentials, I guess. But uh, yeah, I am really excited for this podcast because um, you know, just personally, you know, kind of looking at our culture in in America and and you know what is you know modern man and things like that. There's not a lot of good outlets, uh, at least that I can see, um, that's in you know mainstream media or popular culture. And in a lot of ways, um, you know, people or at least our society almost. Uh, degrades men in a way that like it's not okay to be a strong well-rounded man who takes care of his family and friends um and so i'm hoping that we can maybe be a voice that's counterculture to that and and get back to um you know really what made our our parents and grandparents generations better and i think that's what they had right of that you know a successful marriage is between a man and a woman it takes partnership and hard work and dedication and to raise your kids is the exact same commitment um you know, different relationship, of course, but it, it is a it is a labor of love and responsibility. And so, you know, I'm hoping that together here, the four of us uh, can maybe at least be one little outlet for, for the, the men out there trying to be the best dads they can be, the best husbands they can be, you know, the best boyfriends. And, and then also just as individuals, you know, grow as individuals, because um, I think that's that's part of what we should be. So Enough about what I'm looking forward to bringing as the podcast. Uh, I think collectively we can all agree that the goal of this podcast is to be a positive voice for fathers. Um, and you know, this is our first pod. This is our first episode. Um, we're, in the future, we'll probably hope to have some guests and things like that. And we'll, we will have a topic for each episode that we do, kind of focusing the conversation. Um, but at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of guys being honest and being transparent and. Um, with that, you know, we, we just hope to do some good in the world with that. So, uh, we also, I, I would probably speak for everyone here. We, we all collectively want to grow each as well and learn from each other and strengthen each other. So yep. that is also kind of an ulterior motive from this, um, you know, and we've got some fun ideas there, but, um, yeah, so Dustin, I'll kick it over to you, actually you to talk about, you know, cause you came up with the idea of each week we will kind of assign some homework for each other and kind of, you know set the focus for the next, um, uh, you know, podcast episode and just kind of, you know, what inspired you to do that and, and what our viewers potentially could look forward to, to, to learning themselves. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. A little teaser. Um, so, uh, I've been interested in finance, uh, since I was a little kid. Um, I was, uh, saving money and doing side hustles and all that kind of stuff since I was about age 12. Um, it's kind of in my blood. Uh, my grandfather is a fiduciary. Um, he's managed money for the better part of 60 years. Um, so uh, I grew up with the expressions, uh, pay yourself first, um, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So it's always been a real passion of mine. So um, uh, the idea of doing some homework um, was, was really exciting to me because it means that we're all going to learn from each other. We all have our different specialties, things we're excited about. Um, and I, 
I think all of us share something that a lot of people don't, which is intellectual curiosity. Um, I firmly believe that anyone that I meet that is an intellectually curious person, right, that has a desire to learn is an interesting, fun person, whether it's something I have didn't think I was interested in. Um, if I see their passion and their excitement and their skill, I'm going to find a way to connect with that person and like them. And, and all three of you gentlemen have that. And that's, uh, you know, something I really respect, you know, about each of you. And, and all of us have very different interests and passions. Um, but we also uh, have the respect for each other to learn about each other's um, uh, different uh, different passions and what we're good at. Um, so for me, uh, finance is just something I absolutely love. And especially right now in this market, if you have any kind of investments, um, it's been really challenging the past six months to a year. Um, unless you were short the entire market, which is not, less than 1% of people do that, you know, so that, that's a very unusual kind of behavior. You did not do well, you know, over the past year. Um, that was just kind of unavoidable. And so navigating these, uh, you know, types of markets, um, managing risk uh, is is one of my personal passions. I've read a lot about it recently. Um, and I think I have a lot of valuable information to share in it. So I'm excited in our next episode to talk about uh, risk management. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you make if you lose it all. Um, so you have to, uh, just like you protect your family, you protect your wife, your children, um, you have to protect your money. Um, because if you don't, you're going to be working till you're 90 and uh, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> so uh, that's a super important um, thing that I'm, I'm very passionate about. You, you don't want to be like, yeah, you know, finances are, as I say, you don't want to be finances breaking are rocks. Definitely important. Dustin has to uh, figure out a way for, to pay for all those cookies, you know, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. Put the cookie down. Uh yeah. Awesome. Dustin, we're we're glad that uh you kind of came up with that idea. I love it. Um because it, it'll help hold us account accountable to each other, to this podcast. Uh and it'll help ensure that we are, you know, practicing what we preach and you know, we're talking about these good ideas and what makes good fathers. So we gotta live it too, right? And uh I, as soon as you said the idea, I think we all just like hey what a great idea that has to be a core feature of our podcast and uh thank you for volunteering the first topic on you know financial responsibility and um we will share uh you know some of the those notes and where to find uh what we're going to talk about in the next episode uh you know kind of in the description of this one and uh dustin just again thanks for that and so yeah teaser next one will be on financial responsibility um and then we will maybe flip a coin or something to see which of the twins picks the next topic for the, the third episode we'll do. Anyway, so I've kind of talked a lot here. Dustin talked about what we're going to do in terms of homework. Uh, Justin, anything you want to just bring up, um, kind of just riffing off of what we're talking about now and uh, keep the conversation going? Uh, yeah, so actually I'd like to kind of backtrack just a sec. So, sure. Uh, sorry if you guys see me laughing randomly. My wife is... Uh preparing a meal for our son and was trying to walk through the house in the back of my video. So my shoulders got really broad and moved. Um, that being said, she was making me laugh because we're crazy together. She is a uh, pediatric dentist, so she stays busy, but she knows this is guy time. <laughs> so um, she is absolutely hilarious. She's funny. And uh, if you ever see me laughing, that's probably she's, she's on the other side. Either going. that or laughing at one of these goofballs but yeah just to kind of reiterate some things uh, brain and i come from a family of four boys um we actually brandon married his high school sweetheart so he's been a great example of father and a husband uh to everybody that we know just because him and summer have been together for how long brandon uh we are at 21 going on 22 years together 
I kill somebody. That's wild. Not really, just kidding. That's on video. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll joke aside. Uh, yeah, the, the FBI's got you on a list uh, now. Son. Yeah, I know. Who cares? Whatever. I'll get on it anyways. Um, Bennett <laughs> is almost four months old, so I'm the newest father here. Uh, I know Brandon is the oldest, uh, so it's it's a little bit of a different spectrum, so it's going to be opposing, uh, I guess, viewpoints in certain things. Or he's going to have more intellect on something than I will because he's experienced it. His son's uh, a little bit older than mine. That being said, um, yeah, so finances. Finances are a hard one because if we go through you know, some of the hard conversations I talked about, um, I've actually divorced, uh, went through a really, really nasty one, and it hurt my finances. Uh, so someone like Dustin who came, among, came along in my life has been detrimental to me knowing, you know, hey, what books do I need to read? What do I need to study up on? And then I have a few other friends, uh, a gentleman named Blake, uh, who kind of gives me a lot of insider information on what I should be putting in the stocks, but I still feel like I don't know enough. And running your house is easy, and that's fine if you get a set, you know, schedule and you know what you need to pay every month, but the cash flow is the hard part, uh, especially if we're not all on anesthesia like Dustin. <laughs> But all joking aside, my wife does fine. I'm I'm joking, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah I think finances is a big thing because uh, that's actually something that I had massive, massive, you know, fights and, and blowouts with my ex-wife about um, just when people don't know how to understand uh, to control your money and your spending and you want to live a lifestyle uh, that you are not conducive to with your income. That's a problem, and yep. it strains marriages, but it also strains your children. And a lot of people, unfortunately, these days don't think about their kids first. And uh, you know, being a new father, I can say it's completely changed my perspective on things. I, yeah, I want to put every dime away. I want my son to have the best future possible. I want him to go to the best schools. I mm -hmm. want him to have all the best sports equipment or whatever the hell he's interested in. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that, Dustin. Um, yeah. I'd like to see what you bring. It's kind of crazy, too, and we'll definitely talk about it more next week, but, you know, I, you know, we've all gone to school and we were educating all that kind of stuff, but I mean, less than maybe 2% of my, you know, formal education talked about managing your money and, you know, and like, just think about how ludicrous that is. It's, it's a, it's essentially table stakes of being an adult, <laughs> not even a parent, right? It's just managing basic finances and, and anything like that. And it's just not even taught really, um, you know, so if your parents don't teach you who does, right. And um, that's just kind of wild. You know, we could, we could, there's a whole lot of topics like that too, where it's just not really taught anymore or, uh, enforced in a way. And, um, you know, all the more reason that us as dads and parents need to learn it ourselves to, to pass it on because, uh, and if you don't take that responsibility, you know, you're kind of just taking a gamble with, with your kid's future because there's no guarantee they're going to learn it <laughs> on their own. Right. So, um, yeah. And I, I'd have to say I'm pretty excited about the finance thing too, just because I'm I'm diving headfirst into that field from an IT information systems analytical standpoint, and you know, touching base on what you guys were saying about learning from others. It's I feel like as we learn about each other um, in this podcast, uh, and other people learn about us, uh, they'll learn about themselves as well. So it's kind of like a journey, and you know, um, I feel like smart people uh, learn from their mistakes, but the real sharp ones learn from the mistakes of others. Mm -hmm. um, so financial literacy is, is, is one of the biggest issues um, 
in households um, for just not just divorce rates, but um, poverty issues and um, children suffer from it. So it, it's one of those things that just kind of branches off uh, into so many uh, facets of a, a father's life. Um, and, you know, like you guys are saying, it's it's really easy to make money, but it, for a lot, it's really hard to keep it. Um, and the keeping part, just because you're making you know, X amount of dollars doesn't mean that you're going to keep it. Um, in fact, you can lose it quickly. So like, like Dustin was saying, you have to learn to, to protect it, um, to, to nestle it something like, you know, somewhere safe, uh, and to di obviously diversify. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, but as far as the homework's concerned, uh, just so people know in the next uh, podcast, what are we going to do there, George? Yeah. So Dustin, I think you had uh, a book in mind, right? And you were, you, had shared some notes on that. So what we can do is maybe put it as I can pin it as a top comment to, to this video when we put it up. And then that way people can see those kind of cliff notes. Um, Dustin, you want to talk about what that book is? So in case people want to actually go get it themselves and, and read the whole thing. Perfect. So um, one of my favorite jobs when I was in college, I was a note taker. Um, so sensibly the idea was in the class, if there were um, someone with learning disabilities, a handicap, they were uh, blind or deaf, um, they could use this service uh, to have uh, the resources they needed to succeed in the class. And invariably, every time I uh, was able to do that job in a class, I got an A plus right? because I took notes. Um, I made these great cliff notes for people that they were able to study from. And of course, in the process, you know, when you spend that time to professionally make notes like that, you're going to ace the course. Yeah. You know? So I did it every single time, and so. Um, as some homework for myself, I would try to do the same thing. If I read like a fun novel about, you know, elves and orcs, I'm not going to take notes on it, right? I'm not too worried about that. But uh, if it's a, a book that I want to learn from and gain some skills from, um, I'm going to take notes on it. And so for the past couple of years, every time I read a book that is worth um, uh, retaining information from, I take a bunch of notes on it. Um, so this book that I just read is uh, by an author named Morgan Housel. It's called The Psychology of Money. Um, and it's pretty interesting. It doesn't uh, necessarily talk about what to invest in or how to save money. It talks about our psychological and emotional relationship with money. Um, and Brandon, it sounds like you've read it. And so um, I, I'm curious to hear your take. I'm excited. But uh, I took a bunch of notes on it, um, sent it to you guys. Um, so if you don't get a chance to read it, you know, just go over the notes um, and uh, then you'll kind of understand some of the concepts that I go through on it. But uh, Bottom line, you know, a couple of bad emotional decisions can ruin your finances. Um, and so it's super, super important to, uh, you know, to come at decisions you make um, from a clear head. You know, um, a lot of people day trade drunk. Uh, I mean, there's crazy stories about yeah. it, you know, where they have hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. They'll drink a six pack of beer and a couple of uh, whiskeys and they lose it all. You know, I mean, a lot of uh, men, especially we're guilty of this, will treat investing as gambling. And those are two very different things. Yeah. Investing is not gambling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go enjoy. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the book is called uh, The Psychology of Money uh, by Morgan Housel. Um, absolutely excellent read. New York Times bestseller. It's gotten a lot of accolades, and um, I, I highly recommend it. Um, so, uh, luckily for anyone who's listening to the podcast, if you don't have time to read the book, um, I've taken the notes for you. <laughs> so you're good to go in that department. Yeah. And uh, you can listen to our uh, kind of analysis of it. Um, and I'll branch into some other things beyond just the book. Um, but that uh, is what will inform a lot of what I'll talk about. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I definitely need to get on that because uh, it's just two weeks away till the mm -hmm. next one. So uh, yeah, I will tack that into my, my list of things to do. And you, dear viewer, if you decide you want to 
partake in that as well, then now you know. Um, so let's let's maybe talk about some of the other things that we hope to maybe discuss as topics in the future. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, I think, uh, you know, so we've already got finances is going to be kind of our first one. Um, you know, I think for me, I'd, I'd like to maybe talk about uh, another kind of almost dirty word in culture today is like fitness and, and taking care of yourself. Um, you know, I think that would be a really good one. Um, cause there's, there's a lot of different, you know, people think fitness and they think like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder, right. A lot of times, like at least that's the image that pops in people's head. And, you know, I think, uh, just on that topic, not to go too in depth, but you know, it kind of goes into like, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to compete in a competition or are you just trying to live longer and feel better and all that kind of stuff? So that's a very broad, you know, topic. So I, I would love to delve into that because I know that for a lot of people, they're very different places in their lives. Maybe they have injuries, all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, illnesses that uh, makes it so it's harder for you to, to exercise. So I think that'd be a really valuable one. Um, you know, Brandon, what, what other topics, you know, do you think that, that at least in your mind right now that you're going to want to bring to the table on this podcast just to give people a teaser of things that we're going to bring? Sure. So I'm, I'm the kind of person who loves to just frantically and daily uh, learn. I, I am, a, like Dustin was saying, I am a constant searcher of knowledge. I believe that, you know, there are people in this life that will create books and notes and things like that, um, that took decades of hardship and blood, sweat and tears to create and to condense. Because um, when you master something, you can explain it simply. And so these authors or these these artists, they, they bring forth this knowledge that they've spent decades or a lifetime dedicated to. And within two to three hours, you can learn all the stuff that they learn the hard way easily. Um, so I'm, I'm an avid book reader. I'm, I'm, I'm always a searcher of knowledge. I like to like if I don't know something and it's something that's relevant to my life, I will always pursue it until I'm a master at it. And then I kind of get bored and I move to the next thing. So um, one of the things that I've been really um, hungering for uh, in my search to be a better dad and a better husband, um, I kind of started this journey uh, eight years ago, was um, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and uh, psychology. And then as my kids, especially after I had two kids, um, child behavioral psychology. Uh, so, I, you know, I've, I've kind of dove into all those those little separate fields there. Um, so psychology would be one that I would love to absolutely dive into because the more that we can learn about ourselves, the more we can break cycles that our kids will never have to face or, or continue on. So, you know, breaking uh, generational curses um, and just, you know, having a better, a more structured life. You know, um, when you get the smaller things down uh, on a daily basis, you've got 80 percent of it knock knock down and it's like man your life's so much easier at that point you know um you actually start to enjoy it uh so but it takes a lot of hard work and um introspection uh so you know especially if you've had past traumas things like that so i'd really love to dive into that um another uh subject that i would like to dive into eventually is just like learning how to learn uh one of the things that college kind of did for me was it taught me the necessary steps like taking good notes or just really staying dedicated and disciplined um, to learning something uh, until I mastered it. And so, yeah, um, learning how to learn is, is a very important thing that a lot of people struggle at. And I feel like if we can kind of help dads do that, they can, you know, the sky's the limit kind of deal. Um, so, and, and obviously psychology and a couple other things will play into that. But, you know, some dads might not have had the, the pleasure or the, the privilege uh, to go to college. So I feel like it would be a great opportunity to, 
to try to help advance other dads as well. Sure. I like that. Justin, what about you? What are you, what are some things that, um, you know, some topics that you're going to want to bring to the table in the, in the next several weeks? Uh, I'm big on the hard conversations, man. Struggles, <clears throat> talking about, you know, the things that, that fathers hide or, or kind of bury deep down. Um, I like people dealing with the things that they're not comfortable talking with. I, I love uncomfortable situations and things because it, it's where you fail or learn to grow the most. So that's definitely one of the things and topics I'd like to bring up. But uh, I like sports and, and things like that, you know, things that can kind of get your mind off of being a dad sometimes and hobbies and things like that. The great outdoors, you know, things that you can do with your kids. I think it's great to keep your kids away from all the electronics and all the bullshit that everything's going on right now in the world. It's not a very good thing when, uh, you know, well, let's just be real. 90% of the media is trying to brainwash our future generations. So um, we won't go into politics about that right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of safeguards we need to talk about mm. and things that are out there that could threaten, you know, our future generations and our kids. And I also like to talk about, uh, you know, communication. I think communication is one of the most detrimental things that you can do for um, not only yourself and your your spouse, but for your kids. Um, I think with, honestly, with communication, my wife's an awesome communicator. Uh, she and I literally talk about everything, good, bad, ugly, you know, whatever the case may be. We are not afraid to talk about it. She's Cajun, so she definitely, definitely talks about it with me, let me tell you, uh, whether I want to hear it or not, but... It's good. You know, you have to have someone that pushes you and, and makes you want to strive to be a better person every day. And I definitely get that with her. So um, as a father figure, you want to be someone that pushes your children. And, and even if it's uncomfortable, and I think that's something that nobody really talks about a lot is, yeah. you know, the things that, that are not easy to do and, and, and teaching your kids that the uneasy path is usually the best path, uh, makes you stronger. Uh, I know, George, you've said countless times there are um, it's a saying about, you know, strong men, uh, make easy times, uh, weak men make hard times. And, you know, that's, yeah, the, the that's cycle. so true. And I think we're seeing that yeah. right now. We're seeing the, the, unfortunately the bottom of the barrel on that uh, cycle right now. Um, so yeah, there's a lot playing into, to being a father. And I have a lot of concerns, um, about the kind of world we have right now. And it's not, not in the best shape right now, especially our country, um, yeah. So it's it's nice seeing places like Florida. I know uh, Dustin's talking about finances. Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis just uh, passed where, um, if I remember correctly, all high schools will have yeah they have a to teach like an economics that will teach yeah. you at least yeah two curricular courses that uh, talk about finances and taxes and, and the hardships that you're going to come across when you get out yeah. of school that we never learned. I mean, we just they kind of threw us the wolves. I'm like, oh kid, guess what? The IRS is coming for you. Yeah, don't don't quote me. I actually think <laughs> I, I want to say like up to like 15 states have actually followed suit already on that and passed a similar oh, thing. So they need to. Yeah, I mean, so you kind of brought up a point that that maybe we can have some conversation on. Uh, you know, we're not trying to like this isn't a political podcast or anything like that. But um, I think a lot of you know what you were just saying. It, it seems like so much is focused on the negatives and you know, there's all these horrible influences on our kids and stuff. I think that's true, but I also think it's um, it's just that's the loudest voices that are out there. I, I, mm -hmm. I actually think there's probably more people like us who are just, you know, they're, they're regular people trying their best, and they just want to get through this life in the best way they can and, and make the best life for their families. Um, 
but you know it's not cool or, or it's not the trendy thing to talk about holding each other accountable or working hard or things like that right so things that used to be commonplace are not you know trendy anymore and so they're not publicized you know on platforms and things like that but i i don't think that they're gone i think they've just been quieted a little bit and so you know i think in the spirit of transparency that's definitely what one thing we're trying to kind of fight against here on this podcast is to at least be one more voice speaking of what we believe is true um and there's obviously going to be a debate. There'll be differing opinions. And we're going to hopefully we have some guest speakers on in the future that, you know, can bring outside perspectives. You know, we don't want to look at anything myopically. We want to we I want to be challenged by people who are either smarter or better or have done more than me. Um, you know, and I think that we can all agree to that. Um, but at least at the core element, I think where our hearts are at is to. You know, speak what we believe is true, not be afraid of that. Um, and hopefully it's re it'll resonate with someone out there and help encourage them um, or help them feel renewed to 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 keep keep up the good fight because I mean marriage or a relationship and and parenting is uh, it's a daily choice and it's a daily responsibility and I think that that's not really um, you know told to people enough that look it, yeah there's a lot of great things about it there's also a lot of hard things about it and uh, you know if you don't go in with that expectation. I think a lot of people get in and it starts getting really hard and they just jump ship before they ever really kind of stick it through that point, right? Um, and and then, you know, you, you kind of brought up the hard, hard conversation topic. I think, you know, maybe down the line too, that's something that, you know, if we all feel comfortable, um, maybe taking turns and just talking about, you know, difficult things in our lives. You know, I, I definitely have in my own marriage, we, we have gone through a lot of challenges. Um, and thankfully we've, you know, we've both put in the effort and the commitment to you know, forgive each other, love each other through very difficult times and come out the other side. Um, you know, none of that's really fun to talk about, right? Those, those, those bad things in, in your past. Um, but I think that it also provides uh, learning for, you know, for others. Brandon, you talked about it, learning from other people's mistakes so you don't make it yourself. Uh, but two, I think it's also, I think men are guilty of, we, we like to isolate really quickly. And we all, you know, oh, I'm fine, bro. I'm good, man. You know, how are you doing? I'm good. And then deep down, you're just like, you're, you're a house of cards. You're, you're just not. barely hanging on. And, and it, yeah. you don't feel like you always have to be on. You always have to be your best and all that kind of stuff. And, and that, that will destroy you. You have to have a place where uh, you have to have other people in your life that you can let, let your guard down, put down your shield, you know, um, because it's just, we, I don't, I don't think we were created to be that way. Right. It's just not human. So, um, kind of rambling now, but uh, you know, th these, these are some of the kind of the real conversations that, you know, I think we're just going to get into through these episodes and whatever the topic is, that'll kind of be the, the foundation of the conversation. But, um, you know, I think that's, we just want to have real talk, real discussion that people can, can relate to and hopefully learn from. So I'll, I'll pause. Yeah. Yeah. If I may interject, uh, you know, going back to the influencing, at least the outside, you know, media and all that stuff influence our children. Yes, it's our job to protect them from that kind of stuff and from the outside world. But ultimately, the better fathers that we become and the better our households are, the more our children have a foundational safeguard from the outside world because they have whatever truth. <laughs> Got the kid coming in. Awesome. Whatever truth um, that you, you, you want to set for your children, whatever precedent, it's already concreted in them. Um, you know, like, I guess, words of affirmation or whatever it may be, uh, you know, your household is where it all starts. And, you know, I feel like if we want this country 
to be at a, a better place, we have to start in our own homes. We have to start with ourselves. Um, you know, uh, personally, I, I think there's a lot of li- different places we could touch on with that, but that's just kind of the basic thing that I think we should, we should focus on is just what, what helps us as to be better fathers and to, to make others better, uh, and to support other fathers as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. I agree. So to dovetail on that, uh, real quick, um, I read a quote uh, by Andre Carpathy. He's the uh, head of um, artificial intelligence research at Tesla. Um, and he had a fascinating observation. He'd never used TikTok before. And so recently he got on TikTok and he said that it was the first time in his life that he felt like he was being attacked by an artificial intelligence. Uh, he felt that the algorithm and the uh, the way that it got into your brain and just kept showing you more and more short videos of things that you wanted to watch. I mean, they've put people on fMRI uh, studies while they were watching TikTok. And the dopamine and the serotonin and all the pleasure centers in the brain just light up like nothing else. I mean, the addictive qualities of this stuff, and that's, you know, as 30-year-old men, I can only imagine how an eight-year-old, you know, responds to that kind of stuff. And, of course, you know, absolutely not allowing your children to be around that stuff at all is impossible. Their friends are going to be watching it. Um, So, you know, as as the oldest uh, dad here... um, I did not have access to social media at a young age. I didn't have a Facebook account until I was 20. Um, you know, so my understanding of how a child responds to social media um, is not going to be the same as you guys who were a little bit younger. You had access to it, you know, um, at, at a more formative age. And I'm really curious to hear your thoughts uh, on how children, um, our children, you know, are going to handle these powerful literal artificial intelligence attacks. And that's in present day. When my yeah. son's 10 instead of two, I can only imagine what uh, what he's going to be exposed to. And um, I'm excited and I'm nervous. I, I think the world he's going to grow up in is going to be amazing. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to understand it that well. I'm going to be that old crotchety guy, you know, the, oh, what, what's that you're watching there, Sonny? Yeah. You <laughs> dang boomer. Dad, gosh, you don't even know what's wrong with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I know this is going to happen, right? Yep. Um, so I'm very curious to hear your gentleman's uh, opinions on, on this stuff. I think it'll be very valuable to me. Yeah. I, uh, there's... I, think, I think technology is going to be a huge subject for us as long as we don't yeah. go down the rabbit hole too right. far. You know, but well, I, th- I think Dustin, you raise a really good point, right? Like, I think part of what being a, um, you know, I'll reference it. I think this is a future episode for me that I that I'll make the homework in the future. It's called the uh, Tender Warrior, but one of the chapters talks about the four pillars of a man, right? A, a, of of a father, and uh, two of them are, you know, what typically we, you know, masculine protector, provider, that kind of stuff. You know, you're always on the lookout for the future. That, but that's one of them, right? And so. Technology is just another thing you have to be on the watch out, on the lookout for, um, in the ways that it could be a bad thing. And if, you know, any any positive thing could become a bad thing if it if it's consuming, right? If it if it breaks your family apart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's definitely something that uh, you know we we keep in mind to to prepare a a, a discussion about in the future. Um, because the other thing too that you raise is. You know, it's like if you don't talk to your kids about something someone else is going to, well, TikTok and these other things, that's where they're going to hear it first. And so if you're not vigilant about what they're watching, who they're listening to, who they're subscribed to on YouTube or this kind of stuff, they're going to be getting outside influences that like you would never dream they'd be hearing, you know, and then it could be too late by the time you figure it out. So like, I think you got to be aware of what's going on. Um, I still don't even understand the whole TikTok thing. I think I'm the youngest here. And that's like way 
you know, that's, I've never even had the, app. yeah, I've never had it. You know, I get it. That's a huge trend, but after I heard that they send your information and mm-hmm. it's like all China based, I was like, yeah, I'm out. Right. But I mean, you know, a 10 year old or a 15 year old doesn't think that through. Right. So they don't care. yeah, they just yeah. see an app and something fun. Yeah. And like he was saying, it's a dopamine hit. And, uh, there's a psychologist, a social psychologist. His name is Jonathan Haidt. Um, he met, he wrote a book, uh, with one of his friends uh, called the coddling of the American mind. And he also discusses like how suicide and anxiety and depression rates have gone like 4,000 fold uh, since the introduction of social media. So, uh, you know, my wife and I have already had a conversation uh, that neither one of our kids will have cell phones or at least smartphones. They might have an old school flip phone, but they will not have cell phones that that handle uh, smart apps until the age of 16. I don't care how much they fuss, um, but, you know. We already pushed them to be outdoors playing with friends like we did when we were kids, you know? Um, yeah. So so that's that's one thing that we've kind of um, used to battle that. And we'll obviously dive in a lot more deeper. Um, but that's a great book. If you have extra time and you want to, you know, um, read that, that's that's an excellent book that discusses those kind of things that, that social media and AI causes. Yeah. Yeah. I think another topic, and I know this is kind of jumping place, place, but when I was just thinking about before I forget it, uh, career focus, mm-hmm. um, where we go during the day to get away from, you know, all the things we have going on and, and dive into something that, you know, we want to focus on and are passionate about. It's a very, very important thing. I think um, career for me lately has been one of those things. Um, so I'm not going to go into details because of some, some shifting puzzle pieces. I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. But um, yeah, it's, you know, having the right job, is excuse me is very huge in everything uh for a family dynamic just because one it makes you you know if you're the provider which i'm obviously not the provider i'll lose that battle 10 out of 10 times um but i'm okay with that that's well i mean i'd interject and say there's there's more to providing than just the financial aspect of it right correct there there is provision that's what i was going to say other there's other yeah yeah so point being um you know, if you're not happy at your work life, sometimes you're going to bring that home. Um, so it's it's important to have something that you can go to and enjoy because it takes up a lot of our lives. And if you're always upset because your work is stressing you and it's something you're not a person that can handle that, that's something we definitely need to have a conversation about on this podcast because yeah. as a father, you know, that may be our exit that, uh, from, you know, reality. It may be something that we're passionate about that we love and you know, we need to be able to stop at the end of the day and say, look, I need to leave this there and come back home and have yeah. my family life. But like I said, it, it can directly correlate and, and affect everything going on as a father, as a husband or a brother or whatever. So yep. I think that's definitely something that we should talk about in the future as well. For sure. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take over a little bit here. We're almost at an hour. Um, and we, given this is the first episode and kind of just kind of a about us and who we are and what we're going to do in the future. I don't want it to be too long. I think in future episodes, when we're really diving in on a topic, we'll, we'll just really go down those rabbit holes and keep it going as long as we can stay awake. I know, Dustin, it's getting a little later for you on the East Coast, but um, I think now would be a good point to let's go around and uh, start with talking about one thing that's been kind of frustrating you in the last two weeks and then also follow it up with uh, a positive thing that's been happening in the last two weeks that you'd like to just talk about so we can kind of just Again, transparency, we're just being honest, guys. Um, and then after that, we'll go around the horn and do the, the question game. And then I think that might be a good place to wrap this first one up. And uh, there will be plenty more to come in the future. So 
Uh, we'll go clockwise this time from me. So, Justin, you're up first. What is a frustrating thing that's been happening the last two weeks, but then also a good thing or a positive thing? Frustrating thing that's been happening. Uh, actually, you're going to the career thing. Um, <clears throat> just being being happy in the career, one. And uh, two, the amount of time I spend currently at my, my current career is uh, keeping me away from my family and my wife and, mm-hmm. and our daily activities and not letting it work out. And, you know, do the exercise and the things we need to, you know, especially for me, it's a mental clarity thing for me with exercise. So I've been able to do that. And it's frustrating as hell that, you know, my wife's texting me videos, you know, an hour or two before I get off and it's my son, you know, giggling for the first time or, you know, something that I'm missing that could be a monumental moment. And I'm, I'm not there and it's extremely frustrating. Yeah. Um, But a positive there are um, there are a lot of things out there. Uh, there's always an opportunity. There's always ways to change things, and um, just keeping a positive outlook and and just trying to you know, like I said, drop the crap you have at work and come home and enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> Ainsley and I have had a, a very good few weeks. We got vacation coming up, so we're we're planning for uh, Bennett's first beach trip. So awesome! That's a positive for sure because I'm really, really excited to see how he's going to interact with sand and the ocean and you know all that stuff. So he'll try and eat Take, it. Don't worry, he'll eat it. Take baby powder. Baby powder is magic with sand. Ultimate dad hack. When you go to the beach, take tubs of baby powder. You sprinkle it on their hands and their feet, and it's like it just literally falls off. It's one of the coolest things you can ever do for your kid your wife will give you some super brownie points for it too (laughs) awesome all right well uh justin thanks for for being transparent brandon you're next uh frustrating you know to be honest uh, the only thing i can really think of which is this is a great problem to have is the only thing that's really been frustrating is not having enough time to do all the things that i want and i think that's just more me just trying to create better balance in my life. Like, you know, I'm trying to work out every day, uh, trying to get my steps in. I've had to put my, my Japanese, as you can see, uh, on the back burner, uh, because I've been trying to prepare for, uh, my new adventure in the finance world. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating not to get into the things that I was routinely doing. I kind of had a routine and a schedule. So, you know, but I, I just know that comes with the territory of getting out of my comfort zone and, 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 trying to shift the balance a little bit in all the aspects of my life. So, you know, that's, it's a little frustrating, but it's okay. It's nothing I can't handle. Um, great things. Uh, came home and my daughter just melted my heart repeatedly for about 20 minutes, just, just loving on me, kissing on me, opening the door. So I get out of the heat, you know, she had an egg ready for me with my wife when I got home and she wanted me to, she pulled up a chair and said, sit down, daddy, you're going to sit next to me and eat so we can talk. And, you know, like knowing that I've, solidified the relationships that matter so that when I come home, it's all as well. You know, that's, that's a sense of accomplishment and it's, it's, it's a wonderful feeling, man. And I'm, I'm also very excited for this new job. It, there's a lot of opportunity and um, a lot of um, people that are way ahead of me in the business world. You know, I'm kind of an entrepreneur and a do it yourself or so it's like having somebody that's like uber successful at something, taking you under their wing and seeing your potential and, you know, yeah, so there's a lot of things in the pipeline that are just extremely, um, they're extreme blessings, but they're, they're extremely exciting too. So awesome. Good deal, Brandon. Dustin. 
Uh, so my wife is a uh, water quality specialist. Um, so her career is super important to her. Uh, so our son is in daycare and uh, he catches every single bug that possibly comes through. Um, so the poor kid is sick as much as he's healthy and it just drives me crazy. You just, it, it makes your heart just ache when you see him sneezing and coughing and ju it's just awful. So that's, that's been super frustrating. Um, you know, just, uh, not being able to protect him, you know, as a dad, that's one of the things you want to be able to do is protect your children. You can't protect them from things you can't see, you know, these tiny little microbes just get in there and just make his life hell. And you can tell, I mean, he's such a happy little guy and when he's sick, he's just not, yeah. <laughs> it's just cranky and unhappy. And that's, that's really frustrating as a dad, you know, I can, um, I can try to help him get through it. And I think, you know, we both learn from it. Um, and I know, uh, Brandon, you've told me, you know, it's an investment, um, you know, they'll get sick a lot and then eventually they won't because, you know, their uh, their immune system has seen all those bugs. Yeah. But uh, when you're in the thick of it and uh, you're not sleeping because they're not sleeping, um, you get sick because they got sick. Um, that is a huge, huge source of frustration um, yeah. for sure. Um, but on the positive side, uh, my wife and I are trying to make uh, a little baby brother or sister uh, for really? Lucas. Um, awesome. So we're doing a little, uh, a little brown chicken, brown cow. Yeah, there you go. Let's <laughs> just say it's been, uh, it's been a good couple of weeks. Good. <laughs> hey, uh, if not to not to steal anyone's thunder, but if I'm being real, we are too. Awesome. That's pretty quick, nice. man. Well, you have two under two. I wore the cone of shame for three days. Yeah. I got fixed. I got snipped. You know, I'm good and yeah. shooting the blanks. And so now, me and my wife get to enjoy what God intended, which is just sex and marriage. Without, and that's, I think that's the something kids. we should also talk about in its own podcast. Oh, absolutely. It, you know, you know, there's so many taboo things about sex, and it's it's literally a gift of uh, from God to 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 strengthen a marriage. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of a marriage is to have a healthy physical and sexual life uh, together. But yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Good on you guys, man. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all. So awesome. All right. Well, Dustin, we'll be uh, knocking on wood and praying that uh, you are successful, <laughs> but not too successful, right? You want to drag it out a little bit. Um, yeah. So, all right. Uh, I guess it's my turn now. So frustrating thing. Y'all are going to laugh cause it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm literally raising me. So, uh, my daughter is, uh, is just so much like me, you know, very perfectionist, you know, wants to be right, all that kind of stuff. And just whether it's riding her bike or it's swimming lessons or whatever, you know, she messes one little thing up and she just gets so hard, so down on herself. And, uh, it's just frustrating that like one, I kind of did this to her, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you got that for me. Um, and just trying to have to like help her unpack that it's okay. Like it's not, you know, it's spilled milk. No one's going to die. Right. It's not a big deal. All that kind of stuff. So just trying to coach her through that and raise her. And it's frustrating to, to know that I basically, you know, put off my disposition on my own child. So, uh, that's been a little frustrating the last couple of weeks, but, uh, positive thing, positive thing. Uh, I recently kind of did an internal transfer at work, uh, changing. So I was, I was in new sales, like hunting sales and have switched over to account management. Um, and it's just been going really well. Uh, my client is just super awesome. Uh, they're just great people and I, I really love working with them. So I felt like a really renewed sense of like, but you were talking about Justin, you know, just, um, like, you know, being, being excited about your career. Uh, cause I was, I was a little bit worn down with what I was doing before and it was definitely kind of wearing on me. So. Uh, things are going really good. I'm really, really thankful. Uh, you know, thanking God that He's really given me a great opportunity here, and and uh, yeah, so I'm just just 
going to keep doing my best and uh, hopefully it keeps going uh, good here. But yeah. Um, okay. We're going to do the 10 questions going around the horn. But before I did that, I forgot to, we forgot to talk about how the name, the present father, uh, it's kind of a dual meaning. So one, you know, we're in the present day. We have present, you know, challenges and things like that. So we wanted, we wanted this to be a, you know, a current day thing so that people can get input and advice from people living it today. You know, sometimes not, not to downplay books, right? There are amazing books. I've even referenced one myself, but you know, the, in some cases have been written 50 years ago. So conditions are ever changing. Things are ever changing. So we're in the present day. We want to provide present input, but it's also the, the idea of being present uh, maybe not necessarily physically, right? Like I travel for work, it's impossible for me to always be home. But being present when you're with your family is such a huge, um, you know, factor of what makes uh, good relationships and, and good parenting and things like that. So it's kind of that's that's the meaning of the name. Um, you know, we kind of kicked around a lot of different ideas, and I think we're pretty happy with with this one. So hopefully it sticks. Hopefully it resonates with you. And I just want to put that in before I forgot. Okay, so we're, what we're going to do is uh, we put together 10 kind of basic questions that uh, in the future we will ask of our guests to kind of get to know them a little bit better, and it'll be sometimes a little bit funny, I would imagine. Um, and for this, since it's all four of us uh, for our first episode, we'll just ask one question at a time, and we'll just go around the horn, and we'll just do them kind of rapid fire, and then uh, we can have final thoughts and wrap it up, okay? So number one is your favorite sport. Uh, let's say professional sport, your favorite professional sport. Dustin, we'll go your way first. Absolutely obsessed with tennis. Um, when I was a kid, I got to be a ball boy for uh, Serena Williams, Andre Agassi, all those kinds oh, of guys. Wow. Um, absolutely my favorite sport. Um, so uh, I taught tennis for about 10 years, traveled all over the world as a tennis uh, instructor. And um, it's just something I'm uh, super, super passionate about. And uh, I, I love watching it too. So great sport. Awesome. Dude, I, did, I had no idea <laughs> that you were like that into tennis. Awesome. All right, Brandon. Uh, would esports count? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I am I an mean, avid gamer, but uh, man, I, I, honestly, there's a I love all kinds of uh, of sports, but I'd have to say um, Formula One, um, racing awesome. sports specifically are huge. I'm a big car guy, so racing sports are huge for me. But man, Formula One is just just next level amazing to me. Nice. So. Okay, Justin. Uh, yeah, I like racing, but uh, it's not my favorite. Baseball. Play yep. baseball my whole life. MLB. Man. Yeah. All right. It's it's amazing. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to have to say football, NFL. Uh, yeah, yeah, football too. For me, that's that's my Hard. number one. And then right behind that, well, actually, if I had to flip it, it's actually college football and then NFL, but we said pro sports, so yeah. NFL for me. All right, uh, favorite team. We'll go in reverse here. Favorite team or, I guess, athlete. So, uh, Justin. Uh, favorite team? Uh Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Braves. Okay. Brandon, I guess your favorite driver. Yeah, I mean, our whole family's Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Braves fans. We grew up in Atlanta, uh, you know, so that that's a given. But and you know, a lot of our family is from the Texas area, so those teams are great. Uh, Ole Miss. Uh, my wife and I are diehard Ole Miss fans. We both graduated Ooh. there. So. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I guess Dustin, it's your favorite tennis athlete. Uh, well, I'm a Tar Heel. Um, so as far as basketball teams go, man, March Madness is my jam. Um, I'm a Tar Heel born, a Tar Heel bred. When I die, I'll be a Tar Heel dead. <laughs> Absolutely love Carolina nice. basketball. <laughs> nice. Okay. Good deal. All right. Uh, for me, it is the Green Bay Packers and the Oregon Ducks for college football. Uh, let's see. Next is your favorite music genre. I'll start this one. 
mine is definitely metal and forms of metal. I play guitar on the wall. You can see it back there. And uh, I love to jam. Uh, Dustin, you're next. Man, I never thought I would say this, but I am in love with country music. I got to see George Strait and Willie Nelson uh, nice. last month in Austin, Texas. It might be the last concert they ever get to do, and uh, I freaking love country music. Go figure. Awesome. Brandon, you'll, you'll have uh, I to love come. all types of genres of music. I mean, I, I'm fascinated with everything, but drum and bass and EDM is 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 my, my jam these days. Uh, definitely on the same page with, uh, Dustin. I'm a, I'm a country music guy, Zach Brown, uh, Darius Rucker, you know, the whole nine. And then I'm on page with George too. I'm a huge metal rock and roll fan. Depends on emotions. And then, uh, recently since my son, I love, uh, classical music, mm. uh, big on piano. You say that, then you're going to find, uh, oh, why can't I think of the name of it right now? Super Simple Songs. That's going to become your new favorite genre of music when he's about two. Dustin, you're about oh, to hit it. Coco Melon playing in the back of Oh, Coco Melon, that's another one. Coco Melon and Super Simple Songs is going to consume your life pretty soon for a couple years. Get ready. All right, uh, next one is your favorite band. So uh, I guess I'll start again. I said metal. Uh, my favorite band of all time is Dream Theater. Um John Petrucci is the best guitarist who's ever walked the face of the earth. And the first time I heard him play a solo, opened my, I had no idea you could play guitar the way that he played the guitar. And it just blew my mind. I was 15 years old and I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to be a rock star. Um, and I've been in love with metal and I've been in love with that band ever since that day. I mean, I was, I, it was right before I started my freshman year of high school. I remember it that vividly. So, uh, Dustin. Yeah. Um, so I grew up uh, absolutely loving uh, rock and roll. Um, I think uh, Linkin Park is probably uh, my favorite band of all time. And man, I miss Chester. I can't believe a guy had five kids, had the whole world, and he had to kill himself. You know, I mean, you want to talk about hard conversations? How did that guy? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. pull one out for Chester, and um, yeah, love some Linkin Park. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I like you guys said, Breaking Benjamin, Avenged Sevenfold. All those guys were great. Um, I transitioned to a different life and. You know, priorities and moralities changed. And, um, you know, when I got into EDM, like DJ Maddock is really, really good. Um, there's a bunch of other ones like Fox Stevenson, uh, you know, people like that that I really enjoy uh, as far as that's concerned. But, yeah, I think Breck and Benjamin's my all-time favorite. So Awesome. Justin? Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at my Spotify playlist, I can't pick a favorite anymore. I listen to you got to try. Favorite music. means you got to pick. You got to try but, and pick one. I'd say Zach Brown. Okay. Awesome. 100%. All right. This should be, a, should be a quick and easy one. Uh, Brandon, you can start. Whiskey or beer? Uh, I actually don't drink alcohol anymore, but if I did, it would be uh, whiskey with ginger ale. Okay. Dustin? Uh, I did a Castles and Scotch tour in Scotland a couple of years back, and uh, I'm all about some Scotch whiskey. All right. Um. I'll say whiskey too, but uh, I can only have a couple. <laughs> Justin. Well, you know which one because, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've had some fun nights. Uh, whiskey, 100%. Yep. All right. Next question is, have you ever been in a fight and what's the story behind it? Uh, who wants to take that one first? We'll take a volunteer on this one. I'll take D it. I'll Dustin. Take it. No, Dustin, I'll put the it. hand up first. Dustin. Uh, all right, Dustin. I'll fight you for it. Eat you too, sucker. <laughs> um, I've uh, I was a huge kid. I've been six foot four since I was eleven. Um, so I think I would have been in fights when I was younger, but it was like 
I'm not going to fight that dude because he looks like a giant human being. So as a kid, never got in a fight. Um, I had to slap a man when I was in college, um, which is kind of a funny story. So in my apartment complex, um, and we had to dress up uh, in a suit and tie uh, once a week for school okay. uh, when I was going to anesthesia school to get bonus points for it because they wanted us to be, you know, it was a professionalism thing. And uh, so I'm dressed in, you know, nice suit, tie, everything. And uh, I'm driving into my uh, apartment complex and this dude blows past me 40, 50 miles an hour in a, uh, you know, in a area that's not appropriate for him. Like, that's weird, whatever. Pop into my house, grab it. I need 10 minutes later, as I'm pulling out, same fucking guy, 40, 50 miles and it blows past me again. I'm like, this is too weird a coincidence. No way. So as I'm driving past, I see at the mailbox with a couple of his buddies. And uh, I pop out um, and I go, hey, man, you know, is your wife pregnant? Uh, is there an emergency? You know, like what's going on? And uh, he said, well, nothing, you know, it's whatever. And I said, the way you were driving, I mean, there has to be some reason you were doing that. And uh, he said something like, I'll oh, fucking drive however I want. So I looked at him, and I'm not usually a man to respond with violence, but this was an appropriate time for it. So I, I open-hand bitch slapped him. <laughs> um, and uh, I pointed my finger at him. I said, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I said, don't ever drive like that again. What, you know, you, this is not okay. And his two buddies, I thought they were going to come at me and fight me. They just pointed and laughed at it. <laughs> he obviously had it coming there. Because even his friends were like, like dude, yeah, you suck. So that's probably the closest thing to a fight I've ever met in. That is hilarious. <laughs> wow. I, I did not see that coming. I figured it was going to be like that's actual funny. blows, but you just walked up and slapped him, man. That's, that's, that's actually impressive. That is impressive. All right, Justin, you're eager, so you're next. So actually, one of the fights I've been in, <laughs> Brandon's old roommate, a uh, friend of ours, oh. mutual friend, and then he had another friend that I was not a big fan of who was mooching and staying, and he said something smart-ass to me, and I said, well, I'm not the mooch, he's living for free, am I? And he tried to get in my face, and I was like, oh, I remember my first beer cupcake. He didn't seem to like what I said, so he shoves me, <laughs> and uh, so I don't think he realized the uh, fuck-up he chose when I chose violence that morning. and. Um, Anyways, I pushed him so hard because I was much stronger than he was and I'm much larger. Uh, he went flying back and fell so hard his knee hit his face going down. And like he pretty much almost knocked himself out by himself. Gets back up all puff chest and acts like he's saying, he's, oh, you got three seconds to apologize or I'm going to hit you. And I didn't even count to one. And I fucking just clocked him as hard as I could in the face. And uh, he kind of. Nice. Fumbled a little down, and then I started just beating off with Brandon. Comes up, he's like, "What are you doing?" Oh my God. Nice, you know. Brandon has to break up the fight, so yeah. Well, um, I beat the shit out of one of Brandon's older friends. By morning, he means two a.m. in the middle of my kitchen, uh, and we have you know tenants downstairs and next door. And I, I mean, all you hear is just loud booming slams as each of them are hitting stuff, and it's like I tried to break them up, and I ended up catching hands as well <laughs> and then i got mad and started yelling at both of them and they finally stopped but it was like oh what a what a mess nice. uh, as far as fighting for me i didn't really ever have street fights i mean i got hit in the head with a roll of quarters by a cheap shot and i turned around and punched the guy and he grunted a couple times and i said i had to go to work so that's about the extent of no 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 no, no. you're missing a story and a great one well Lauren and the guys at Ole miss in the old apartment complex Okay, well, okay, so back in college, I used to drink and do a lot of stupid things, you know, because that's what you do in college, I guess. And um, yeah, we were at a bar and uh, I guess some of my friends were hitting on some girls and it 
made some other guys pretty angry and apparently they followed us back to our apartment complex and like four or five of us had you know like seven guys come up and try to, to beat us up well one of the guys grabbed a golf club and just started swinging on two of them and then warren warren is just like he's like one of those cock strong dudes that can just like throw a bull down you know like he's just he's short he works he, on oil rigs yeah like just super strong right and uh yeah, guy, guy tries to jump him, and then another guy jumps in, and he's beating both of them up. And at one point or another, the sheriff show up, and he, you know, has his gun drawn. He's like, "Get off of him! Get off of him!" And and they both get their hands up, and you know, they still got the gun pointing. And the guy that Warren was on was like, "Look, I'm just getting my my ass kicked. You know, I, I didn't do anything." No, the you cops know? said, "What the fuck, y'all think y'all's doing?" This guy goes, "I'm getting." <laughs> yeah nice. so it was it was a very funny like everybody busts out laughing even the police officer was laughing because nice. the only thing i could just say out you know excuse my friends was that he was getting kicked so nice but yeah, right. it, was, it was funny uh see hard for me to kind of pick one i did a lot of sports that involved fighting so those don't really count because that was kind of uh intentional at that point uh i guess i'll go my brother and i fought a lot uh, again, because he also played said sports where we fought, so we knew how to fight. Um, I think probably one of the most memorable ones was, you know, we were just doing what brothers do. You know, he was pushing my buttons, and I was pushing his and everything, and uh, I think I was like a senior in high school, and we were both wrestlers and stuff, and so we started literally like swinging hands, hitting each other in the face, like full, I'm talking like full on clocking and still going and everything, and we grappled up and kind of like through each other like simultaneously and we both smacked into the wall so hard that like our knees and elbows just straight up punctured through the sheetrock and our mom was so pissed because like you know behind me there's just like the imprints of like two dudes in the wall you know and uh so now that it was the most impressive fight i ever had or ever but it was just kind of I, I look back on it and laugh so hard at the fact that you know uh i get god, god bless my mom for putting up with that because there was a lot of that but yeah um we had to go get a sheetrock kit and like repair the wall and everything. But yeah. So it kind of felt like the movies a little bit like afterwards we were kind of like, Hey, that was kind of cool. And we we're like, yeah, man, that was cool. Uh, that's the funny thing about brothers too, is you can literally be punching each other. And five minutes later, you're like best friends again. But um, it, it honestly kind of felt cool. Like we were in like some Jackie Chan movie or something where you like break through the wall, you know, and he's like doing all the stunts and everything. So that, that was, that's probably one of the more memorable kind of fights I've had, but um, yeah. All right. That was a long one. So next is number seven. If you could meet any person living or dead and spend the day with them, who would it be? One person. One person. Oh, I'll go first on this one because I already have it teed up. I would want to meet Theodore Roosevelt, spend a day with Theodore Roosevelt, um, and just learn from that guy. Because uh, if you look into him, he was a very impressive human being. Hmm. Who's next? Mine's easy. Uh, either Elvis or Johnny Cash for pick, dead. Pick one. For uh, then I'd have to go with Elvis, man. Okay, Elvis, it is. Brandon. Well, I'd say Jesus, but uh, I'm gonna see him anyways after I die, so he doesn't count. Uh, I'm gonna say probably Benjamin Franklin. Okay, would be my favorite. Okay. Founding father, very nice. Uh, I want to meet uh, Alexander the Great. Man, that guy uh, could party like nobody else, and uh, he conquered the whole world. That's, uh, that's an interesting dude. Definitely, definitely. Okay, 
all right, this is a little bit more personal, close to home. The best thing about being a dad. Dustin, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? Man, uh, just hugs um, and snuggling with my son. And there's there's nothing like that, you know, when uh, when someone just loves you with their whole heart and doesn't even know why, they just know they do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that That's everything. It's just pure, right? It's just pure love. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd definitely say unconditional love. And they love you for who you are. The more you, you're yourself, the more they, they get excited and happy. And it's like you don't find that in the adult world often. It's a very rare thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's my favorite. Awesome. Justin, I know you're, you're mm. still a young one, but there's definitely highlights. Man, his smile. Yep. Dude, he's, he's the most joyous human. My brother can attest. That's I'm sure awesome. you all have seen all those pictures. Literally every picture I have of him, he's a smiley. Yeah. And every morning, you know, I have friends who are like, you know, oh, I've got a newborn that's about the same age. And they're like, oh, I just want to kill myself at three in the morning. And I'm like, bro, I can't wait to get up and just kind of peek over that crib and just wait until I see him. And he's just <laughs> staring at me, waiting on me like, what's up, man? That's funny. Come get me. Come love me. You know? Yeah. So that's the best yeah. for me. Uh, best thing about being a dad, um, like when your kid finally like accomplishes that thing that they've been trying really hard to finally do, and this mm-hmm. that 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 raw moment of just like sheer excitement, and it's just you know it's kids are so animated, right? Because it's the first time they're feeling these emotions for the most time for the most of the time, and uh, yeah, just those those moments when my daughter will just do something and she's so pumped up about it, like you can't help but feel just as excited about it because like oh man it feels so good that and especially if it's something like you help them get through like when when she first got right rode her bike without you know any help and everything and just afterwards right those those moments are so valuable and you'll never forget them uh okay so now the worst thing about being a dad uh watching my kid hurt like you know they there's necessary things for them to grow they have to hear no and they have to accept futility um that's one of the hardest things to learn in your emotional regulation journey and futility like watching my kid cry and suffer through that futility that's that's tough for me yeah justin you want to go next sorry i was watching the monitor my kiddos the sleepless nights i guess Um, for you right now (laughs) yeah well yes not so much he's he's been sleeping since month one we're lucky man we are so blessed like these kids very He's awesome. Um, I'd say fear for him, uh, fear for his health and things like that. That's that's the hardest thing. And a lot of dads don't talk about it, but I know every dad. They're like, first few weeks, they're like listening, like, yeah, is he breathing, like, what the hell's going on, you know? But like, yeah, that would be my biggest fear is to like have. I, I know no father, and this is something we've we've kind of brushed on before, and it's a topic we'll leave for another day. But no father should have to bury their kid, and that's kind of one of my biggest. That is my biggest fear actually. Now that he's here, so. Yeah, yeah, that's I guess the negative. I don't know. Okay, Dustin, you want to go? Yeah, it's all about protection. Um, I want to protect my son from everything, and I can't because uh, at the end of the day, that would harm him more than would help him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, wet too. He can protect him, but you know, as he gets older, he's got to fight his own battles, and that's uh, that's going to be really hard for me. The first time a bully comes for him. Man, that's going to be hard. I got to yeah. let it go and just let him fight his own battles, but I'm not going to want to. It's going to be a real challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no protection for Kim, though. <laughs> yeah, don't don't piss off Mama Bear. 
Yeah. Um, no, I mean in like. No, he wasn't talking about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a little slow. Here, I'll, I'll rephrase that. We got to wrap this up so it does, doesn't have to. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, worst thing about being a dad for me is uh, it's those moments where you're just like, you've had a long day or there's just a lot on your mind. And then like your kid is kind of just like poking, you know, they're like, they're hitting your buttons. And those moments where like you have to like really just like suck it up and keep your stuff together so that you don't just like blow up on them. Uh, Cause it, it'd be easy to, right. And I've definitely, I'm guilty of it. I've done it before, right. We've all snapped at our kids or, or spouses um, and you regret it. And so like those moments, it's in those moments where you have to like, that's the defining second, right. Where like, you've got to be the right guy on that second. And if you don't like, it can be really, really bad. So I think that's one of the worst things about being a dad. I guess, you know, it's for mothers too. It's not just dads, but um having to like commit to that decision to do the right thing in those moments mm -hmm. consecutively. Um, you know, that, consistent. That, it's, that's the, like the, the unfun responsibility of being a dad. Right. So, um, and, and the th it's, it's like so high risk, right? Because if you, if you do mess it up, it's just like, ah, oh, man, then you feel so guilty. And it, but if you do mess it up, what I do is I go and apologize. Hey, I shouldn't have yelled at you or whatever. Right. You, you gotta, you gotta put it right. And, and, and that's a, you can demonstrate some positive out of that at least, but, um, it's hard, man. That is, that is always hard, especially if, if there's a lot weighing on you and, or work is just kicking your butt and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's hard to keep it together. So, all right. The last one is. Do you have any marriage or relationship advice? Like short, I'll quick, take, quick little advice. I was going to say, I'll, I'll take a quick jab at that. You know, 21 years of, of learning and, and experiences. Uh, two, two key points. Uh, create balance in your life because when you don't have balance somewhere, it's suffering in that spot. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's your wife, your kids, your time alone, whatever, health, spiritual, physical, mental, you got to have balance everywhere. Um, and then I would say create uh, boundaries that are clearly defined at the beginning of your relationships or even in the middle of your relationships, if they're struggling, create boundaries. Um, the boundaries are the most important thing because it's like a good example. I cannot stand doing laundry, but my wife loves it or she doesn't mind it. Uh, but I don't mind taking out the trash. So one of the things that we've said is one of our boundaries is I'm going to always take out the trash. Now, granted, there are times where we'll, you know, I'll do both. It's not a big deal. But for the most part, the little things like that, we agree on who's going to do what. Because over time, if you don't do that, you get bitter. Yep. And then over time, things degrade and your your relationship is going to need to be saved uh, through counseling and different things. Or you're just going it, to it's, it's just not going to work. It's not going to clash anymore. Yeah. Or clink. So I'd say boundaries, healthy boundaries. Um, where you can be open about your thoughts, your feelings, and, and all those things together. Mm -hmm. That's good. Who wants to go next? I got this. So speaking of boundaries, I'm going to give you a little hot take here. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to have any close female friends as a, as a dad. I don't think it's, uh, I don't yep. think it's safe. I agree. Um, if you put a bowl of M&Ms in front of me, you know, and I have a conversation with you too, I'm going to eat an M&M. You know, it's not, it's not that different. Yep. You put, uh, you know, your hot female friend who's just a friend, you know, you guys are hanging out, you can make a mistake, yep. you know? So, uh, my, my father was never around, um, you know, and, uh, the due to, you know, slandering my grandfather, his relationship broke up, my uncles, all my close male relatives and, uh, everyone I knew cheated on their wife at some point. So I kind of just thought that was standard, you know? So, uh, 
in my twenties, I was like, I don't know about marriage, man. This is just what men do. We all cheat, you know, it's just, uh, it doesn't work. Right. And so I did a lot of reading, did a lot of uh, soul searching and, uh, talked to my wife, Kim, a lot about it. And, um, you know, we figured out, uh, um, I guess it is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, like what you did, Brandon, where you just, uh, you look at reality and you don't say I'm a perfect person. I'm not going to, you know, put myself in the situation and make a mistake. Mm -hmm. You're human, you know, you put yourself in the wrong situation, you're going to make a mistake. Um, so set yourself up for success and, uh, you know, make friends with other guys. Um, yep. And I, I got some older, like 70 year old, you know, female friends. I can do that. All right. There's no nothing to worry about there. <laughs> but uh, I don't have any attractive young female friends and I could, but I just don't. I don't need to put that kind of stress on myself. So, again, hot take. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I've got female friends. It's great. No big deal. But uh I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, that's sound advice. Justin, do you want to go? Uh, sure. I'd say communication for sure. Um, empathy. Um, had another few words. Sorry. I just went blank. Okay. Um, yeah, go, go ahead, George. Okay. I'm, just, I'm trying to think and collect my thoughts. Sorry. Um, I, I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, steal the, the words of of my very good friend and, and wise friend sterling uh justin you know sterling he was in my wedding um i love sterling and cool. it was when my wife and i were at probably one of the lowest points in our marriage and like literally had a lawyer on retainer getting ready to get divorced all that kind of stuff and uh we decided that no okay th let's pump the brakes on this let's let's we need to try and make this work uh for for our sakes and for our kid and uh it was Sterling who said, and, and by the way, just a little plug for him, like he and his wife have like the soundest, like everyone is envious of their marriage and what the life they've built. You know, they're just like they're the power couple, right? And uh, and he was like, marriage is a daily choice, not not responsibility. He said choice. And I was like, wow, this guy, he was like the perfect, like everything's perfect in his life, basically, at least, you know, on the outside looking in, um, says it's a daily choice. And I was like, okay. So yeah, I mean it's it's true. I that my wife and I have, you know, been through some really rough times and a lot of it is self-inflicted, right? We did it to ourselves and and put ourselves in that bad situation. Um, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of a lot of that on my end. Um, but it's a daily choice to 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 wake up, to choose your spouse, to choose your marriage, um, to choose that work because it's not easy. And you know, I'm not trying to say doom and gloom and oh marriage is a horrible thing because when you do that and you go through those times together, it is so rewarding and that relationship is so deep and intimate, not in a sexual way, but like you've gone through hell and back, you know, with, with your spouse. Um, there's a level of trust there. You're not going to have with someone else. So it's worth it. Um, but it is, it's a daily choice. So. Yeah. There, there's a quote. It's uh, I, I can't remember who it was from, but basically it said marriage is hard and being single and divorced is hard. And either way you look at it, your life is going to be hard. So you need to choose the hard. And, you know, I, my personal saying is the grass is always going to be greener where you water it. Mm. Um, so it's it's like you said, it's a daily thing where you have to be present in today yeah. and then address things today. But, uh, you know, I think another thing of that is is look at your own selfishness. A lot of people say, oh, well, it's just her. She's toxic. She's this. Yeah. She's that. No, look at yourself, too. So that because. Yeah. Yeah. That, it takes what, two to be that. What way. you just hit on is another. What I got from that was when you're hard, water your wife's grass. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I need to get the I need to get the uh, soundboard set up so we can do the drum yeah. roll. 
yes. But yeah. ser- on a serious note with what you just said, I think that brings in a, a great topic that I definitely want to make um, one of our episodes, and that's uh, accountability and having other men in your life because um, you're not going to be successful by yourself. And like, uh, you know, as lieutenants in the military, we always said like survive together or fail as one. But I think it's the same thing just as men in the world we live in. Um, if you try and go on this on your own, you're going to mess up. You're going to do the wrong thing and it's not going to work out very well for you because no one's that good. Right. Yeah. Um, but especially when it comes to, uh, you know, those moments, cause I've been there too. Oh, you know, my wife, this, my wife, that, that I, I deserve to be happier. Right. Like, so I should get divorced. You know, I don't, She's just weighing me down, blah, blah, and it, it took another man in my life who, you know, I respected and, and could poke straight to my heart and said, yeah, but you do this, or you did this, or you're doing this, stop it, what can you control? And it was like, ooh, just totally disarm all my anger, all my, you know, I mean, just, ooh, right to the core. But if you don't have someone in your life like that to fight for your marriage, too, it's going to be a lot harder. Um so that that, that kind of goes hand in hand with what I said earlier about the daily choice is also having a, a team around you to help you yeah. get through. And I would say if you don't have somebody like that, um, find a local tr- a church um, or or a group like a small group that mm-hmm. you would trust um, that would be good uh, that matches your your morality. And I would I would turn to those guys because you know like I have a small group and we talk about everything. Uh, and it, it, like you said, no man is an Island. Um, and so you, a lot of men want to naturally isolate and isolation is just going to further dig the hole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely find men that you can, you know, if you put the effort forward, you're going to find guys that are in situations like you that are honest, that are good, that will call you on your stuff. It's just a matter of finding them and and putting the effort to to do it. Yep. all right, Justin, I know you were so, kind of tip of the tongue there. So you got any final? Yeah, so um, communication would be some of the best. There's four words I would use um, as marriage advice. Communication, patience, tone, and empathy. It's um, good. At least for me, those speak louder than any other words, just because communication, uh, whether I want to hear it or not, my wife's going to communicate with me. And I'm the same with her. I'll tell her, hey, I didn't appreciate what the hell you said there, or I think you're way out of line in this. You know, being able to say that and stand up and have the nuts to tell each other those things, it's not easy, but it's good because it's yeah. saying to you, the other person, hey, you really fucked up. Well, and if you don't, and, right, it just, it festers, right? It's like poison yeah, underneath and, and it just, it's it going to bubble up. Yeah. And then it's a blow up and a blow up is way worse yep. than, you know, nitpicking and bitching at each other. But uh, empathy, being able to see someone else's perspective and, and empathize with it mm-hmm. is so big um my wife's saying something smart ass in the background i'm choosing not to listen to it but um i would say tone i can't tell you how many times i just completely shut down stopped listening to or did not give a shit when anyone said if they had the wrong tone with me you use the wrong tone with me i immediately lose all respect yeah and that's i think that goes for the same for a lot of people especially men because we're stubborn we're prideful we can be a lot of the things that you know, women claim us to be who, who would thunk it but, yep. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you know, tone, tone's massive, you know, tone can change so much. Um, if I said, Hey George, what the fuck? I was like, Hey George, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. two different things. <laughs> I know it's, it's a, a little sexual. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. You're my boy. Are you hitting on George? Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> 
but you get my point. It's it's Whitney's going to come in here and be like, (laughs) (sighs) I know where you live. Yeah. I'll be like, no, you don't. Um, Yeah. No, those are good, man. uh, Like I said, patience, like, man, patience is such a a virtue, man. And uh, I think God had a sense of humor. He he made my wife. He's like beauty, intelligence. You know, she's going to go after this, this and this. And uh, I'm out of patience. Mm. More, more beauty. (laughs) (laughs) So like. All joking aside, like patience is a big thing and it's something that people have to learn sometimes. It's not a given trait. Yeah. So being able to tell, and like I said, communication comes back to that. If you can say, hey, you don't have patience, you need to learn to work on that. Um, and let me tell you, being a father or a mother, that's a big dose of patience yep, right there. Absolutely. Man. Um and and I've seen my wife do a complete one eighty from from where she was, and then I have as well, um, on certain aspects just because patience, man, it's it's a hard thing to have. It's like you said, being consistent when you get frustrated with your kid. If you can always have patience and be that dad who's like calm, cool, collected, even if on the inside you want to scream, mm-hmm. you know, and you're that dad who's like, it's all right, sweetie, like, just chill. Yeah. They're always going to trust you. They're always going to come to you. They're always going to do the things that they need to in the time of their darkness or their need. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you do those things, you're practicing those things enough as a, you know, a couple or with your spouse yeah. in your marriage your kids it trickles down to them yep so awesome okay well we are at about an hour and a half um this has been a really good first episode guys i am uh personally super excited for what we're gonna do here um and i think let's go ahead and just wrap this one up so just to recap uh this is the present fathers podcast this is our first episode to introduce who we are and what we're gonna do and uh dustin brought forth the homework for our next episode which will be on financial uh, you know, managing your finances and being smart about that. Uh, so we'll get a little bit, we'll, we'll learn up a little bit on, uh, managing our money next, uh, episode. And, um, yeah, just thank you guys for, for putting the time into this. And, uh, I am, I so excited for what this podcast is going to bring. And, and, uh, hopefully we, we reach some dads out there and help them, uh, you know, feel encouraged and get through life, you know, climbing the mountain of fatherhood. So, um, any final words, guys? Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will catch you in two weeks on the next episode.